Welcome to the podcast. I'm a project manager and software engineer working with blockchain technology. This is a place where I discuss all things related to business, entrepreneurship, and travel from an international perspective, ranging from studying a foreign language to hiring freelancers to building a blockchain company. Each episode features new insights from the leaders I meet, the books I read, and the places I go. So, without further delay, here's today's episode. This is the one. This is the episode where I'm finally able to share leaving the Ethereum network and moving on to something different. But what was that different platform? What was that different network? A new blockchain technology? Something else? Indeed, yes, another blockchain technology, but not Ethereum. Stellar. You may not have heard of Stellar. It's not as popular. I believe it is right now ranked as the top sixth, is number sixth in terms of market capitalization for the for cryptocurrencies. It is a, a split off of, of the company or the technology, the blockchain technology, Ripple, with some development that's, that's happened along the way besides what just that which was from Ripple when it was split off of or forked. So we've decided to work with Ripple because we found that Ripple is a viable investment platform and viable platform for us to be able to raise capital through a, a crowd sale instead of using Ethereum. One of the benefits of Ethereum is it completely bypasses the, the traditional model of going to either a bank, a private money lender, or a, an, a more recently an angel investor in order to raise funding for your business. Now, it's, in, it's similar to Kickstarter. You don't have to go to a traditional investment authority in order to make in order to raise capital for your business you can create your own token your own crypto token name it whatever you like put together a sale of it and sell it on the ethereum network to potential investors these are just people who seek to to seek to uh, to purchase or to to invest in in what you're doing if it's a good idea and they think that whatever it is you're you, this if they think your company is going to grow then by purchasing this token it's purchasing without the same uh, without the same entitlements as purchasing a share of a company it purchases a portion of the company in a sense a portion of their assets that you uh, these crypto assets at least that that allows a company to be funded entirely through that you don't have to go to a big bank. You don't have to get a loan. You can raise funds through the community and an idea. Now, there's all sorts of fraud within this model. There is much, if not more risk, much more risk in using this model, especially if you're an investor, especially if you see a company that is that promises the world, says that they're going to build this wonderful thing, if only they have the funds to do it, and they're calling it the amazing token. And if you just buy the amazing token, you too will experience amazing things. And this token will double, triple, quadruple in value, 10x, 100x return on whatever it is you pay now. You pay one cent now, you're going to be making $1,000 next time. Or when you sell it, this is the road to massive, massive wealth. This is the thing for you. Now, that's some of the things that you can experience within this world of cryptocurrency. But that doesn't 
But that doesn't mean that the technology that you're dealing with is invalid. It doesn't mean that the underlying blockchain technology is invalid or is not important. It doesn't mean that crowd sales are a, a poor form of investment or a poor form of raising capital. It just means that there's higher risk and that it requires more diligence. So we were seeking to, to have this crowd sale on the Ethereum network, but found that in fact we can do this on the Stellar network without having to do as much of the development that I did. I wrote a number of these contracts within or using the Solidity programming language. I created multiple smart contracts. They're on my GitHub account right now in a private repo, but publicly on the official Wolf University uh, repository, at least for now, even though we're switching to Stellar and migrating some of, the, of our, our code, in, our, we're creating Stellar code and posting the Stellar code instead, or code related to Stellar at least. So we had all these things written for Ethereum, but choosing to move to Stellar instead, it has a number of the functions that I created in Ethereum already made in Stellar, stand, much more standardized. It's much more geared towards, it, towards uh, financial instruments, towards large financial institutions. In fact, when you think of Ripple, that is more synonymous with banking, with finance, with money transfers. So Stellar is within that same world being that Stellar was a fork or a split off of the Ripple technology. So we're using Stellar. It has a number of the investment, the, in, the investment tools, the financial instruments that we were creating within Ethereum using this massive Ethereum community, a wonderful Ethereum community in order to create this on our own, but with the support of the community, creating all of these things but then found that it can all be done on Stellar. But is that enough to move to, to move to Stellar just because some of these things are already automated? Well, it was more than that. It was more than just these things being automated. One, transactions. Transactions on Stellar are much cheaper to a fraction of a fraction of a penny compared to Ethereum. When I was deploying smart contracts to the network with Ethereum, it would cost me something around maybe 17 cents if I were deploying at a given time per transaction, for a smaller transaction. If I were creating a crowd sale or a token sale, that might cost between $17 and, six, and maybe $50. So there was a bit of a variation within the, I mean, a significant vari, vari, variation in the cost per transaction if I'm using Stellar versus Ethereum. Second, Stellar was faster. Stellar was uh, significantly faster in just a few seconds, if anything, maybe on average five seconds per transaction compared to Ethereum, which might take a little under a minute. Now, it's not for all transactions with Ethereum, but some of the transactions with Ethereum would actually take that long. So one, we have cheaper, faster, has these financial instruments built in, but what about application development, the thing that we actually need to do? Well, IBM, who created Hyperledger, who developed that blockchain technology, IBM, spun off their Hyperledger development into a nonprofit that became subsumed within the Linux Foundation. However, there's still plenty of, there's still plenty of development by IBM engineers, and even a department within IBM that is still working on Hyperledger-related projects. Hyperledger announced, or IBM announced, that it was going to be working with, with Stellar specifically. Right now, I'm looking at a web, an article from fortune.com. It was posted in October of 2017. IBM and Stellar 
IBM and Stellar are launching blockchain banking across multiple countries. That was the title of the article posted October 16th, 2017. So this was around before we actually began starting working with the Ethereum platform. And we were working with the Ethereum platform thinking, well, potentially Ethereum, we, Ethereum would be a potential viable platform for us to use. That was our first, that was our first choice thinking that we could move to something else if Ethereum did not increase its transaction speeds, if it did not get the, the, the price down. Uh, being that Ethereum had, uh, I think it was the second largest market capitalization compared to uh, in, the crypto, in the crypto market compared to, say, Bitcoin. But we thought Ethereum, they were looking to, uh, to, inc to change their protocol to have Byzantine fault tolerance as a, a way of uh, re ultimately reducing the cost of the increasing transaction speeds, reducing the cost per transaction. It was something that would be deployed, that would be implemented within Ethereum technology by this time, right now, as I'm speaking, in July of 2018. We, when we began this process, when, when the company really began being, being laid out uh, formally in January of 2018, these things were being discussed. We th these things were being considered that Ethereum would move to this Byzantine fault tolerance, this, this new iteration, this, this new level around of Ethereum technology that would be deployed that where we would be able to experience this increase in speed, decrease in cost for Ethereum and be able to actually use that as a viable platform. Well, that hasn't happened yet in all this time. So looking more into, I mean, there are so many blockchain technologies out there right now. So how do you actually compare all of them together? How do you go from one blockchain technology to another and say which one is going to succeed, which one we should stick with, which one is going to be the most long-term success? How do we make that decision when there's so much out there? So in a sense, we could have looked at IBM and Stellar and said, okay, IBM is working with Stellar. That gives us some confidence in the Stellar platform itself. And oh, look, Hyperledger application development within Hyperledger Fabric a specific implementation of Hyperledger or a specific kind of blockchain technology that is within the, the, the world of Hyperledger as IBM conceives it. So we could have seen this technology back in October and said, you know what, we can just go straight for that. But we thought Ethereum, we made an estimation that Ethereum would have been best at the time and that we were promising things because of new implementations of the technology that would be that were in discussion, in, in development, I believe, in October of 2017. The same thing was being discussed for Ethereum as in the Byzantine fault tolerance for Ethereum, this new, this new iteration, this new round, this new, uh, this new protocol for Ethereum is going to be released. So we thought, okay, these promising things, and it's a large community, but it didn't actually happen. At least maybe it still will happen. And the Ethereum community is incredible. There's so many people who are posting on all of the places where the developers love to go to find resources. Stack Overflow, Stack Exchange, Reddit, even the even the Ethereum website has wonderful resources. So all of these, the community itself is a wonderful place. But the Ethereum network itself is, it has at least some things to be desired and it's not allowing us to be able to create or it is not going to allow us to, to create the kind of platform that we conceive of for this university, this university platform, this blockchain university as it might be referred to. So we moved to Stellar. Stellar in conjunction with Hyperledger Fabric from IBM, or from IBM. After, so when I returned back to the United States, I spent from almost the time that I arrived researching into researching Stellar to see if it was a viable solution to actually make the switch. We didn't actually switch when I arrived back from the United States, but that's what I spent my waking hours researching with each new round of questions answered as to, could we do this, could we do that? 
led to a new round of confidence that yes, it can be done in Stellar, but let's dig more deeper into this. Can it be done? Up until the point where finally we as a company released multiple token sales, crowd sale events through the Stellar platform on both their test network and on their main network, all doing exactly the things that we needed to do for a much cheaper price upfront than Ethereum. For example, we were able to make all of it happen. I did the development work, confirmed the technology, used for a lot of the time the Stellar laboratory in order to actually put, put all this together. Which if you go to Stellar, just Google search Stellar Laboratory, you can see, you can create your own Stellar account, you can test a lot of the functionality, you can see a lot of the financial instruments that are right there within the Stellar, the Stellar website that allow you to, to do without having to know code, do a lot of the things yourself. So we were able to see that Stellar was a viable platform. We had the confidence of, some confidence of using Hyperledger Fabric as a platform uh, and with IBM backing it. We, we're, we've been in contact with IBM, within the hyper, some of the Hyperledger team within IBM to actually meet with IBM or meet with a team from IBM to discuss Hyperledger Fabric, how we could discuss more about implementing it, any questions that we might have. We've been invited to meet with them in, say, in London. Now that's something that's going to be happening in the next, most likely going to be happening in the next few weeks. Those are some of the things that have happened, leading to the point where we said, okay, we can do all the things that we need to do with Stellar, and for that we that we know we can do with Ethereum, we can do all of those things with Stellar. And we can do them for cheaper, faster, and instead of thinking, you know, we're going to start with Ethereum and then migrate over to another platform that's more efficient later down the line after we raise investment, we don't have to do that. We can do that right from the beginning. We can go directly to Hyperledger. We can go directly to this platform and never have to, and, and not have to worry about at least perhaps for the first few years, whether or not there's another platform that's, that we need to be switching to, whether or not Stellar is actually going to be viable. So we made the switch and that leads into a big announcement for the company that happened actually just yesterday. So I'm going to end the podcast here. This is more, this is about the, the switch to Stellar. But tomorrow is about, or the next podcast is about what actually happened, what the ramification of it is, and what our big announcement is. So stick around, check out the next podcast, and learn just what that, uh, that announcement is. And we're getting pretty up to speed. A lot of these episodes have been recorded in a series just to get everybody up to speed about what's been happening in, this, in, in, in my life, as well as in the development of this company, which is so integrated into my life because every day I'm working. So hearing about getting up to speed about all getting from the United States to Germany and Germany to various countries around there and back to the United States and up into where I am right now sitting in this sitting at this desk within a shared workspace in the United States making this recording what led up to here we're one day separated from being completely up to date so stick around check out the next podcast and learn what that announcement that big announcement is Thanks for listening. I post articles based on these episodes on Medium, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You're welcome to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, where I steadily post live videos. 
please like, comment, and subscribe, and consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes and Google Play. It's quick, and it helps the podcast continue to operate. Check in each week for new episodes. I'm Johan Lilly, and this has been the Consultancy Podcast. Consultancy Podcast.